Episode 474, Evolution.org Radio. Steve Schmee, the Rickster. Ricky, the Rock. What's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Today, we're doing episode number 474. And today, we're going to talk about nootropics. And this is something um, a lot of you may not know what nootropics are, but, and Rick, you know, Rick doesn't know much about them, but here's the thing, like, we use nootropics. Most of you out there use nootropics in your day-to-day lifestyle. They help you, they help you get through your day, they help you function, they help you think better. So um, if you go to you know, Dunkin' Donuts and drive by Dunkin' Donuts every morning. What do you see, Rick? What do you see there? Or uh, Starbucks. What do you see? Coffee. Every morning, people getting coffee. They're lined up fighting in the line to get their fucking coffee. Now, why? Because it's a nootropic. They need it. They need it. You know, so the nootropics that are out there so the new tropics that are out there, there's so many different ones. So in this episode, we're going to go through them. Rick's going to talk a little bit about his um, choice, you know, to use caffeine. Rick's a big caffeine person. Well, what's interesting, though, about, about it is, you know, it's like South America, where Rick's from, like Colombia, we always talk about, you know, Colombia being, you know, coffee-rich nation and stuff. But it's actually not true that people in Colombia or people in South America drink tons of, of coffee uh, versus other countries. The number one coffee consumption country is Finland. I'm not sure if you knew that, Rick. So basically, yeah, Norway, Sweden, and then Finland being number one. And a lot of that has to do with their climate. You know, you live in a cold-ass climate year-round like that, you know, you're going to be, you know, drinking hot things. So, for me, I live in a hot climate, and I prefer not to consume hot things. And then there's, you know, obviously there's iced coffee or stuff, but I'm not a coffee drinker. So, there's different nootropics, not just caffeine, but 90% of you who live in North America consume coffee or tea on a day-to-day basis. I consume neither. So we're going to kind of get into all these different nootropics. So let me just first say this. And I'm not sure if you knew this statistic, Rick, and a lot of you listening are probably going to be shocked by this, but did you know 50%, 50% of young adults in America have a side hustle? 33% who are more middle-aged have a high side hustle. So we're talking one out of two young people who are in the workforce and one out of three are middle, middle, middle age. So, and you know, why the hell not? If we can make extra money on the side for doing something we love doing, like let's say you have an eBay store. You say you have a YouTube channel. Let's say you have Instagram. Let's say you're, you know, doing something else on the side, you know, you're whacking off on the, whatever, the gay for pay websites, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do, right? That's extra money. So you have that extra money. You can live a nicer lifestyle. You can get a nicer car. You can live in a nicer house. 
You see what I'm saying, Rick? So a lot of people do that. And here's the thing about it is that to achieve that type of working, you know, to a, a, a real job and then a side hustle, a lot of you are do, using these nootropics to get through. And I know you, Rick, you are, you know, fall definitely into that, you know, category. So that it's to prevent the mental exhaustion and to improve your cognitive functions in your brain. And that's what these nootropics do. So there's a lot of myths behind nootropics. Everyone thinks nootropics means some type of drug that you take, an ADD drug or something. But we're going to go over all kinds of different nootropics. And it's stuff that you're, you might be taking on a daily basis. So let's talk about a little bit of the history, Rick. So nootropics were actually discovered by accident. In the 60s, scientists wanted to develop a form of GABA. It's a very important neurotransmitter that fires off in the brain to help us relax and sleep better. It's a product. Let, 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 yeah. let me interrupt sure. you for a second, Steve. Sure. So, so nootropics is basically anything that has an effect on the way your brain works, correct? So like, so like caffeine is an nootropic, would alcohol be considered a nootropic as well? Well, I want to kind of get into, I don't think alcohol would be considered a nootropic, buddy. Um, so so it would have to be a positive, it would, a nootropic means that it has, a, at least as we can tell now, a positive influence in your cognitive abilities, correct? Well, it's, it's, yeah. And we're going to kind of, there's, that, there's you know, basically, uh, there's, well, there's can't, rules. There's rules on what makes something a nootropic. And we're going to get into that shortly. But I kind of wanted to get into history of how I discovered. <laughs> and I was going to say that GABA is actually one of, the, one of the supplements that are in your product and to sleep, by the way. And what happens is with GABA, here's the interesting thing about GABA, if you study it, which I have, is that the older you get, the more your GABA drops. So older people, if you're 55 and up, 65 and up, 75 and up, there's a good chance your GABA levels are extremely low. And this is a problem because now you're not going to be able to relax. Now you're not going to be able to sleep. You compound that with caffeine consumption and you suppress your GABA further. That's why you see people, we're talking about Starbucks. If you go to Starbucks line, stand in line. You got people in line, like they're jittery. They're like, oh my God, I, have my, I gotta have my caffeine. I gotta have my caffeine. You know, and that's why, because they have really low GABA levels and they're basically making the problem worse. So I'm not an advocate of using caffeine as a nootropic for that reason, because it's addictive. Now there's, there's addictive nootropics and there's non-addictive nootropics. I'm an advocate of non-addictive nootropics. So, um, so basically they, they, Accidentally came across it. It was a professor back in 1972. And that's what he termed nootropics. Now, you asked me what's considered nootropics. So there are basically five main criteria, Rick. The first one is it must aid with improving working memory and learning ability. The second one, it must, it, it must help support brain function, even with the brain, even when the, when the brain is lacking oxygen or has an electric current going through it. The third one is it, it's got, got to protect the brain from chemical toxicity or physical toxins. The fourth one is enhancement of natural cognitive functions. And then the fifth one is non-toxic to humans while also not causing depression. So those would be the five 
prior to that. So hopefully that answers your question on the five criteria to be considered a nootropic. That's real interesting. You know what? I, one thing I've noticed actually as time goes on is uh, how many people out there are taking something to help their brain along, whether it's their mood, uh, whether it's something they're taking uh, prescribed by a doctor or someone self-medicating with caffeine, I'd fall right into that category. You know, I definitely are treating some of my attention deficit disorder using caffeine and having a, a great effect of it. And I've, I've kind of noticed any, anybody is almost nowadays, almost everybody's on something, you know, there, there's always, you're always going to have guys using stuff. And apparently Last time I got medication from a doctor for my attention deficit disorder, it was quite a few years ago. And I went and started looking into it again, maybe uh, trying to get some medication, thinking about it. And uh, it looks like there's more, more medications out now for attention deficit disorder than there were uh, a few years ago, last time I got prescribed. And it's definitely a huge, huge, uh, uh, it's, it's something in our society today. Almost everybody's on something. And I, and I get surprised all the time by even, even colleagues, even people, uh, even people that are our own, uh, uh, that are business owners in our space, uh, Steve, in the fitness space, uh, whether it be uh, content creators, uh, gym owners, uh, store owners, uh, brand owners, whatever. Uh, a lot of guys out there are getting scripts from their doctor, uh, getting on these medications just to help them uh, work longer. I do think that if it wasn't for, I think the way the modern, our modern life is now where we have these screens and these phones and things, it's just completely different than, it's completely different than what we evolved with. And people have found uh, using some of this things. So using some of these drugs, caffeine, me in my personal case, uh, really just kind of helps you get through your day. It helps you improve. Now, I wasn't fully, fully clear on the definition of the, on the tropics. You know, experimenting on my brain is not is not among my favorite things to do. Personally, I drink caffeine because I know I tolerate it, but I try to stay away from anything that's going to affect my my ability to think. You know, if I experiment with my body, I can see what's going on with my body as long as my so I still have my wits about me, you know, we're going to be fine. But if I start messing with, with experimenting with drugs and it starts to affect the way I think I might, I might make a whole string of bad decisions. So nootropics is not something I've gotten really into or I've experimented with, but I have been seeing and reading good results. I've seen uh, people treating some of their uh, attention deficits or some of their deficits in performance with some drugs that affect the brain works and uh it's real real interesting world to me i mean the, the word nootropic has been around for a long long time and there's just so many things and so many uh angles uh, that you can research yeah and and rick you know you know you're um you also have to factor into what i said at the beginning of the podcast um the way everybody has a side hustle now everyone's trying to live a much better life but also, you're trying to balance that with having a family, having a spouse. You know, your spouse needs attention. Your kids need attention. So that makes it really difficult for a lot of people. So that's why the nootropics come in. But not everyone can be like me, buddy. Not everybody can be like me. 
and just function perfectly fine with nothing. And I understand that. And that's why we're doing this podcast, you know, to help other people. I guess, you know, I'm just, I'm just built a different way. You know, um, I've kind of built my mind strong over the past 20 years, um, not giving in to every type of temptation or whatnot. So that's, you know, not everybody can do that. Not everybody can be, be like me. So, you know, this is, this is what we're trying to do. But like I said, I want to steer people to nootropics that are good nootropics, not addictive nootropics, not uh, nootropics with side effects, not nootropics that are dangerous. So this is, this is pretty much why I wanted to uh, talk about this, but you know, let's talk a little bit about more than let's give you some of the science. Um, so by definition, they're smart drugs or they're natural substances that can improve brain function. So they can come from plant extracts or they can come from synthetic drugs produced in a lab. So that could be, you know, either or. Um, and uh, there's several ways they work to our advantage. So one of the first ways is they increase blood flow to the brain along with feeding the brain oxygen. Another way they work is protecting our brains from damage from aging or toxins we might be exposed to. So one of the things that you probably experience, Rick, if you're not getting in your coffee for the day is the brain fog. And that's something, you know, it's a domino effect of of brain fog. It's another thing that I have an advantage over other people is I have studied sleep for so many years. I've been studying sleep since I was eight years old. All right. And my sleeping is so precise that I'm able to get proper rest at night. You know, uh, for the most part, I'm able to get proper sleep at night. There may be a night every now and then where something goes wrong, where I'm not able to get good sleep. Example, my air conditioning blo- got blown out, blown out. The last couple of nights I've had to sleep with no air conditioner. It's been kind of tough, you know, and that kind of affected my sleep. But for the most part, you know, get the air conditioned fixed and get, get my shit together. So there's, you know, there's different things that you can do to improve your sleep. But if you get that brain fog going, take a nootropic can, can help that, can help offset that brain fog and get you functioning again. So if you have that job and you have the side hustle, you're trying to make money. We all want to make money, right? That's going to be a problem. If you've got brain fog, if you're trying to study for a test, people in medical school, people in law school, people who are finishing their MBA, graduate degrees, all right? Shit's tough. You got to fucking crash for these tests, right? A lot of them have brain fog. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake being able to pass that test that you have to take and not crashing while you're studying and having getting having that nootropic new work to your advantage. So very, very important. So brain fatigue is an issue for a lot of you. And nootropics promote the transfer of fatty acids into cells. So it's going to help. Also promoting receptor sensitivity in the brain, firing off new neurotransmitters. You got GABA, which we talked about earlier. We got adrenaline, which is why a lot of guys can't work out without taking a nootropic. If I tell you to get up in the morning and go run a mile, just get up. 
6 a.m., 5 a.m., and go run a mile, would you be able to do it? Ask yourself that question. If the answer is no, no, I, I need some coffee to go g- g- give me a pick-me-up, then boom, this is where you fall into that category. Dopamine. Dopamine is a big one. We see this a lot. Steroids affect dopamine. Steroids like Trembolone affect dopamine big, big in a big way. And then you have acetylcholine. Now, the next ability in nootropics, brainwaves like L-theanine in the body, um, in the brain. And then you got brain regeneration, which can help slow down the aging of our brain activity as we get older. So we got um, dementia. 11 to 12 million people in America have dementia now. Why? A lot of that has to do with different factors but this could be one of them right here. You're not getting enough oxygen to your brain. And we all have to deal with this. We all have parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts that may have this. It's a horrible, horrible disease, okay? And when uh, no one should ever joke about it, make fun of it. It's just despicable, anyone who does. Because we're all gonna, you're making fun of it. It's gonna be your dad one day, your grandpa, your uncle that one day has it. So don't ever make fun of that with with uh, with LA people, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. So now let's get into fitness a little bit, Rick. And I'll bring you in on this and give your thoughts on it. So, nootropics. It's not just for the boardroom. It's not just for your career. It's not just for passing a test. It's also in the gym. Of course, we talk about fitness on this forum. So one of the things that can help is producing a stronger mind to push through personal limits and goals. So you get the mental energy going, you get the motivation to give you that extra edge in the gym. So that's why a lot of you take a nootropic as part of your pre-workout and you get a better workout. Does that make sense? So that's not a coincidence that that's happening. So just your brain is firing off and you're able to get much better, have a much better workout. So Rick, you know, tell me with you, you give me the example. Let's say I told you to go work out for an hour, do weight training and go do another 30, 40 minutes of cardio with no caffeine in the day. Would you be able to do it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I still have adrenaline. It's um, I really only need caffeine to be real with you when I have to kind of sit quietly and concentrate. If I'm up and about, if I get on a track and I smell that air, if I go into dojo and I smell that that old uh, you know, that old mat sweat, uh, I get fired up, man. I get on my bike. If I get on my bike, I, I don't, I don't. Caffeine, I need when things slow down, and I need to not fucking fall asleep or or have my brain kind of drift away. Caffeine gives me a nice uh, nice focus, but when I am not concentrating, when there's things happening, when there is things to do when my body's in motion, uh, adrenaline kind of, kind of kicks in and I don't really need caffeine at all. It's, it's nice to have caffeine during, during a, a workout, like my pre-workout, uh, my N2KTS pre-workout, it's got a nice bit of caffeine in it. And I like it. I like to kind of concentrate on that muscle, uh, that, that mind and muscle connection, make sure that I'm really squeezing in at the top of that rep and just really control that muscle contraction really work every fiber. I think as though I really feel as though caffeine does contribute to that. Some of that slow kind of quiet work in the gym. 
caffeine contributes to it, but anything beyond that, running, running the trails, mountain biking, going to dojo, boxing, jitsu, whatever it is, adrenaline really just, adrenaline carries me through, man. Adrenaline carries me through. Yeah, I don't know why, man. Like, I could just turn it on whenever I want. Like, I got this built-up baby batter in my body. I can just turn that into adrenaline, and it's it's really weird. It's really weird. Just some people have it, and some people don't, buddy. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm the kind of person where even even like a dog could could jump at a gate, or like something sudden can happen, and I don't even and I don't even flinch. Like I'm really cold fucking like a lot. Something major has to happen to get my adrenaline pumping. Like I can't, I can't sit down and get like, well, I'm really pumped up. I'm gonna listen to this content. We'll get really pumped up and write these articles. Like, nah, that's, that's more of the kind of quiet, tedious work. I've got a, I've got a caffeine for, uh, but you know, anything that look, how about this? I don't even need caffeine to get on a, on a good phone call, good conference call that gets my adrenaline going. When I have Zoom calls, uh, things to do, uh, business stuff, mm, that I don't need caffeine for. The only time that I really feel like I really need it, dude, is like to just fucking sit down quietly. When it comes to talking to people, doing the podcast even, I, I get I get, a, I get more talkative when I have the caffeine, get more focused. But uh, out of all the, I mean, I, we've done, I'd say out of all the podcasts we've done, I, a good fifth or quarter of them. I've had no caffeine in my system because we, we kind of do them in the afternoon is the time I prefer. And at that time I'm winding down for bed. So I, I stopped consuming caffeine around six to 7 PM. So I can uh, be in bed around uh, 10, 11 and, and not have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, guys, for sure. So. Yep. So let's get into, because you asked me, Rick uh, types. Let's talk about, um, the first, you, know, you mentioned, the, let's talk about the drugs. Amphetamines like Ritalin and Adderall, very strong. They're usually used with ADHD patients. So that, that would be for you. Um, that's something for you to take uh, if you had ADHD issues. So those are types of nootropics right there. And we see people who aren't actually, um, who haven't been diagnosed with anything, who get a hold of Ritalin and Adderall. because. It helps them function to, you know, another level. And I've actually never tried these drugs. I've never tried them. I don't need them. Um, And some people do. And you had mentioned at the beginning of it, a lot of people these days, they, you know, they need this stuff. I can remember in college, I don't recall anyone ever using these types of drugs, buddy. Um, And now I know a lot of people are in college. It's getting passed around like crazy. So, um, you know, so yeah, definitely people have more access to these drugs and people are taking more advantage of them. But, you know, like I said, I never needed them, buddy. I never needed them in college myself and people I knew didn't need them either. Um, so, you know, uh, another powerful drug, there's one called Privagil. I don't know if you've heard of that one. And that's a stimulant to help with narcolepsy. So, you have that. You have another one called uh, paracetam. It's for myoclonosis. So these are all synthetic drugs, all four of those synthetic drugs. You need a prescription. And 
I don't recommend you go out and get them unless you consult with a doctor first. It's not something you want to start messing around with. Um, you don't want something that's going to become habit forming and that you're going to want to do. So now fitness wise, there's five really good ones that I like in fitness. And these are things that you can purchase. Um, your store, Rick, has a couple of these as well. Um, I think your store has like three, even two or three of these at least. The creatine, you have the ancient strength at the N2BM store. Up to five grams a day helps with muscle growth, but also with short-term memory. Did you guys know that? So creatine is a great option. It's found in our foods. It's found naturally in our body, but you can supplement with it, and it's com completely safe. L-theanine, up to 900 milligrams a day. And then you have, um, you have uh, an acetyl L-tyrosine up to 2,000 milligrams before you exercise. You have phospho uh, phosphat adeliserine up to 800 milligrams a day. And you have rhodiolo rosea up to 600 milligrams a day. So um, you guys can look at these supplements on the, you know, check out the show notes and you'll see links to the article, which lists them. So those are all safe options for fitness. They're not habit forming, they're natural, found in nature. And then of course, Rick's favorite, you got caffeine. Up to 600 milligrams a day can reduce re reaction time for tasks in humans. Um, but if you overdose on caffeine, it's gonna obviously have counterproductive results. So overall, you know, caffeine is not something that I like to recommend to people to use for your workouts because you're revving up your heart rate. So, you know, that does come at a cost. It's going to, you know, it's going to make you hit your maximum heart rate quicker when you're working out. And that's not something you want, you know? So another one, nicotine. And believe it or not, some people have used nicotine to improve alertness and motor function. And the way they do this is not by smoking cigarettes, but they actually chew nicotine gum or use the patches. Problem with, with nicotine, very addictive. So if you start using nicotine for something like this, you're going to definitely, you know, you're definitely going to be um, messing around with it uh, more than you want. And that's not something I, I like to see either. Um, you know, you ever see like gamblers and stuff, they always got a cigarette in their you know, it's because the nicotine, they're addicted to the nicotine. The nicotine helps them think because they're so addicted to it that they need it. It becomes habit forming because I'm addicted. You know, so. Um, so, you know, there's a couple. You know, there's a couple really, really good ones also that are really good to boost brain function and to help reduce cortisol before exercise. So these are these are some natural options before. Uh, ginkgo, uh, biloba, that's a really good one. Ginseng, up to 400 milligrams a day. That helps with brain fatigue. That helps with math. So if you are a student listening to this, ginseng, that's your friend. Resveratrol, Resver that's an Intugard, your product, Rick. Helps with memory of the brain, comes from the skin of certain fruits. So fruits are your friend. Did you know that if you eat, if you eat berries and grapes, raw organic fruits like that, you get 
nootropic that you get that resveratrol that's in those, right? You don't have to supplement it if you're getting it from your fruits. So eat your fruits. Your fruits have nootropics in them. Ashwagandha, up to 600 milligrams a day, helps with stress and anxiety. It's another nootropic. These are all supplements that you can get. You can you can get them from foods, but you can get you can supplement them as well. And the last one, my personal favorite, is coconut oil. And if you get unprocessed, unrefined coconut oil, and just use it in your food, cook with it. You can even just take a spoonful of it every day. You know, before bed, you can take a spoonful of it before bed. It's going to help relax you. You can take it in the morning. It's going to help you think better during the day. A lot of benefits. Make sure you get the unrefined, cold-processed coconut oil. That's the one you want to mess around with. And of course, there's 5-HTP, another ingredient in your N2 Sleep product, Rick. Curcumin cacao, which is what chocolate is made from, is also a nootropic. Turmeric, a lot of people like to use that in their foods. It's good for inflammation. It's also a nootropic. And of course, your vitamins, B, D, and then zinc, which is also in your product, Rick, and to guard and to generate. Zinc is very important for testosterone levels too. Besides being a great nootropic, great for testosterone. You don't have zinc. If you're not getting enough zinc in your diet, you're not going to produce testosterone. So think about that. What are our, our zinc, our zinc rich foods? Green vegetables. How many of you get green vegetables? Not enough, right? How many people that you know don't even eat any green vegetables? Probably a lot of people, right? So you have to, you know, you have to eat your veggies, guys, your fruits, your vegetables, all these supplements, natural supplements that I just went through are found in fruits and vegetables. And these are nootropics. Rick, what are your thoughts? Uh, real interesting, uh, real interesting stuff. Uh, it's maybe one section of science of, of, of our biology science of, of science that I haven't really gotten much into is messing with these uh, compounds that affect your brain. I'm always I'm always afraid of uh, of losing my fucking mind. Uh, there's, there's people that have had issues, problems uh, from experimenting with with drugs and it could change their personality, could change the way they look at life. It's just um, things that are, I'm just kind of worried about. You know, I, I remember uh, for sleep, I was prescribed uh, Xanax and I was supposed to take half a little pill before bed to just get rid of some of that nighttime anxiety before bed. I didn't like how I felt on it. Over time, I realized I just kind of started giving a fuck less about people and, and things, uh, were just kind of different. I looked at the world different and I got off of that stuff and uh, found a, a good meditation practice for nighttime, which kills the anxiety and puts me right to sleep. I I really have not gone much into this realm, but after this podcast, I, I might start going into, I might, might try some of these uh, compounds specifically for the purpose of improving the way I think the way I do everything. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's sort of kind of necessary at some level because the competition is kind of doing it, bro. A lot of uh, people that we are out there competing against come, come to find out, man, there are all kinds of drugs. Uh, there was someone that I, I admire who I thought had their shit together and they're even a coach, they're even an online coach. And then it was kind of let known that this person was they were a well-butrin and something else to kind of deal with, with some kind of loss. So it's like this person had a personal loss. They were still posting every day online, just being themselves. I thought, man, so strong. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, well, butrin to the rescue in that case, I guess. And, and yeah, but people uh, lose a loved one, get on drugs. People can't concentrate. <laughs> They'll get on drugs. Uh, new job performance, uh, anxiety, fear, anger, whatever the fuck. There's just a lot of uh, different different compounds out there one could try. Uh, I am interested, uh, interested in finding other options for treating my, uh, my ADHD. I like caffeine. I feel like it's kind of natural. I mean, I boil it myself out of the beans. So I think I'm getting something pretty good. Uh, I don't really like or trust those kind of amphetamine type of prescription drugs i think in my brain uh, they're gonna it i think in my brain long term might not be the best option i have tried them at times and i just didn't feel feel good on them but definitely an interesting world uh, I'll, I'll i'll be experimenting with some uh nootropics here down the line and, and, and some nootropics here in the upcoming months and i'll go ahead and talk about it tell you guys all about it here on the podcast now next time we're on Let's get into side effects a little bit. You mentioned you're a little worried about using them. Well, these prescription-based nootropics that I mentioned earlier, you know, the Ritalin and the, you know, the more harsh, the Adderalls and stuff of the world um, that your buddy might be messing around with, they, they do come with side effects. So I wouldn't be so quick to say, you know, hey, he's at an advantage or anything because, I mean, addiction is a big one. Hallucinations, insomnia. These are all things that can happen. I knew someone who was taking them and they were seeing things that weren't there, you know? So be careful what you wish for messing around with them. And is really, you know, is that the solution? Is it the solution getting insomnia and not being able to sleep? Well, if you can't sleep, then guess what's going to happen? You're not going to repair your body after a workout. You know, that's how you, that's how you repair. That's how you recover from a workout is sleep, good quality sleep. So you don't want to be making um, the mistake of taking shit. That's going to fuck with your sleep, you know? So it doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be. So I'm an advocate personally of doing the natural route. You have other nootropics, things like caffeine, they cause mild side effects, they can fuck with your sleep, obviously. You can have a hard time falling asleep. If you if you take a pre-workout and you work out in the afternoon or the evening and the pre-workout has caffeine, guess what? You're going to have a harder time falling asleep. You're going to have, you know, possibly vision issues. You're gonna heart, your heart rate's going to be up. And then, of course, the addiction factor of needing to take caffeine. You're going to need more and more caffeine as, as you get, you know, go through the process. It's not something that you can just stop taking you know, cold Turkey, you have to kind of wean yourself back off of it. And then nicotine, 
It's another one. A lot of people use nicotine as a nootropic. Either they smoke cigarettes or they there's that um, that jewel pod. You know what that is, Rick? That people, you know, all suck on. You know what I'm talking about? Nicotine? Yeah, they use those jewel things that are like like electric nicotine. cigarettes. The electric nicotine. cigarettes, yeah. And that, you know, that because they need that nicotine rush. They need that just to get through the day. And that's, it's not solving the issue. It's not solving the issue. So very highly addictive. Nicotine is very addictive. And it also is dangerous too, if you overdose on nicotine. So yeah, this is not something I personally recommend guys, but yeah, it's your body. You can do what the hell you want, but I, I want you to take the more natural, go to the more natural route with these nootropics. And that that's really all you need. I mean, just get, make your mind stronger, make your mind stronger. Just ask yourself what I said at the beginning. Can you wake up in the morning and go run a mile? All right. Without needing to take something to go run a mile. Without needing to lay in bed for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and hit the snooze button three times on, on your alarm. And if the answer is no, then you need to work. You need to work on things and maybe delving into these natural nootropic options that we talked about is, is something for you to kind of get your, you know, kind of age you on the way without sending you backwards at the same time. So a lot of people out there, they, they'll just go out and tell you, oh, go take Ritalin, go take Adderall, go take a bunch of nicotine, go take a bunch of caffeine that solves all, all your, your problems, whatever, you know, and you know what I'm saying? That's, that's absolutely not something that I will ever tell you to do. I'm, I'm trying to get you to strengthen your mind, but also to do it the right way, you know, at the same time. So, and, you know, these new tropics, they've been around, they've been researched for 50 years and um, people have been using them over the past 50 years. Uh, Rick so was talking about it, Fortune 500 CEOs, people who are developing, um, Things for NASA, you know, astronauts, you know, all kinds of, you know, doctors, you know, doctors who get the call at 1 a.m. to be at the hospital in 20 minutes. You got a surgery you got to get to. You know, they've been messing around. Nurses, our, our first responders, our EMTs, our firefighters, all these, all these guys and gals out there that, you know, they wait, you know, they, they stay up all night for their job. Dispatchers. 911 operators, graveyard workers, you know, who work the graveyard shift, the person who works at the 7-Eleven to 2 or 3 a.m., they use nootropics to get through and push through uh, their jobs. So at, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot in the medical community who say nootropics are great, and there's some in the medical community who say they're not so great. But at the end of the day, my humble opinion, guys, if you stick to the nootropics that I talked about, not the ones with the side effects, you should be able to really have a good effect. You know, so I, I really, um, you know, I really want you guys to, uh, you know, stay safe and, and um, use these to your advantage, not, not your disadvantage. So there's a lot of things that can go right if you use these nootropics smartly. You can improve your sleep. You can improve your diet. You can manage stress. You can 
prevent your brain from declining as you get older and you can think better. So you will make more money at your job. You're going to have more success dating. You're going to have more success in your relationships. It's all going to, it's all going to help, help you uh, better your life. And that, that's, that's all I care about personally. That's why we do this podcast to help better your life. So Rick, you know, give us your final thoughts on this for sure. And um, tell us what, what do you have in mind? What are some new tropics that you want to kind of mess around with that we talked about? Performance and, and performance and aesthetic enhancement is kind of what we really uh, talk about here on this podcast is how to utilize uh, the chemistry that's available out there to help you perform and look better. And this is a really good, good podcast. I'm glad I was here to, to talk about this with you. It's definitely something real, real interesting, um, being able to just the possibility of being able to earn more money <laughs> by by having a drug in your brain that makes you perform better, that just makes it so that you're just more efficient and better at your tasks day after day. That's that's a that's a real interesting. And I've like I said, I've always been a little bit afraid of just messing with my brain too much. I mean, you're talking to a guy that waited in, into his 40s to start messing with peptides and, and growth hormone to any degree, right? So I've always been a little bit afraid of it, but there's stuff out there. Uh, you are right. Data shows uh, has some qualities to protect your brain, protect your neurons uh, from toxicity, from uh, protect your neurons from protect your neurons from, from different from different issues from oxidation, from all kinds of different things. So it's real interesting. I'm really look, I'm probably going to start messing with, with something here in the next uh, couple of weeks. And I'll start telling you guys all about it on the podcast as uh, things happen. All right. So come on the forums, check it out. If you want to talk about these things and um, you know, ask questions, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge, you know, expert on nootropics but I've been learning about them over the past, you know, couple months and Rick as well. So Rick's um, really, really interested in them, but like, like we talked about on this podcast, they're, they're things that we've used. Obviously if you use certain supplements, you've, you've already used them. So there's something that, um, that you can use definitely to your advantage, both in the boardroom and in the gym. So Episode 474, we will talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.